0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down
1: Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining now. It's time for Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: And today we will be doing our annual Worst of Fame episode where we elect uh, players who should go into the Hall of Fame of, of bad guys who are in <laughs> baseball. Not bad guys like uh, like they, they broke the law or something, but uh, just, just bad players who hung around for a long time. Um, but before we get to that, uh, uh, we have a, a number 188 guy. This is episode number 188. So Jeremy, who did you pick?
1: All right, Jack. Um, <clears throat> I got uh my number one eighty eight guy, and uh, he is a guy from before both of our times, so it'll be interesting here. Uh, I went with Daryl Porter.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, tell us tell us more about Daryl Porter. Def-
1: uh Daryl Porter, definitely member of the All Glasses team. I would mm-hmm. say for sure. Um, I put him. I used him as one of the uh, rain delay players of the day in twenty twenty two. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I actually didn't know too much about him. I feel like I, I just did some quick cramming, um, learned some, some pretty quick stuff about him. But kind of a, a notorious guy, I would say, like in the grand scheme of things. Um, so he was a former catcher. Um, he played from 1971 to 1987 um, with the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Royals, and the Texas Rangers. Um, he was a four-time All-Star. He has a World Series ring with the '82 uh, Royals or the '82 Cardinals, um, and was also an NLCS and a World Series MVP, uh, which is pretty impressive. Um, He hit 188 homers for his career, um, and he was also a former first, a former fourth overall pick of the Brewers in the 1970 draft out of Southeast High School in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma.
0: 1970 draft. That would have been the first year the Brewers were in Milwaukee. So that's kind of a big deal. They must have ah, really wanted him.
1: That's true. Yeah, he was probably he was the first Brewer to be drafted. I guess then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, but uh, sadly, he um, he passed away at the age of fifty. Um, he he seems like he battled uh, uh, some drug issues in his in his life. According to his Wikipedia. So it says here, Porter told the AP during the winter of 79-80 he became paranoid and was convinced that Commissioner Bowie Kuhn, uh, was, uh, who is known to be tough on drug use, knew about his drug abuse. Uh, Porter said he believed that Kuhn was trying to sneak into his house and planned to ban him from baseball for life. Uh, Porter found himself sitting up at night in the dark, watching out the front window, waiting for Kuhn to approach while clutching billiard balls and a shotgun. Jesus, uh, so That's not good. He was visited by Don Newcomb, a former Dodgers pitcher, um, in 1980. Uh, He was asked the players 10 questions, the point of which being if a player answered three or more of the questions with an affirmation, the player might have a problem with drugs or alcohol. Porter said he answered all 10 questions uh, correctly, (laughs) and he checked himself into rehab, uh, admitting he had used alcohol, cocaine, quaaludes, and marijuana. Um, says later he became a born-again Christian on August 5th, 2002 Porter left his home in Lee Summit, Missouri saying he was going to buy a newspaper and go to the park. That evening he was found dead outside his vehicle in Sugar Creek, Missouri uh, an autopsy found he had died of toxic effects of cocaine mm. uh, the autopsy in- indicated that the level of cocaine in Porter's system uh, induced a condition called excited delirium that caused his heart to stop Uh Pretty kind of sad end uh, to to the life of Daryl Porter. Um, so I sadly I don't you know since he was before both of our times I don't have a you know way to remember him as a as a ball player. I'm sure he had some like you know great moments. Some he seems like a fan favorite of like the Royals and the Cardinals. Um, but uh, but yeah at least I can say he's a member of the all glasses team and, yeah. uh, you know, and was uh, yeah, world series MVP and, and NLCS MVP. That's pretty cool.
0: Well, he, he almost looks like, uh, if Clark Kent had decided to be a baseball player instead of a, a news reporter, sure. um, or I, I should say if, if, uh, Cal L had decided that, um, you know, cause he, he's like kind of this hunky looking guy, but he's got these like kind of ridiculous looking big glasses on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's the the glasses are incongruous with the the rest of like just how he looks, um, especially you know because he was a catcher, um, you know, and you think of the tools of ignorance. Uh, yeah, his his stats were, were pretty impressive. Some of his seasons, nineteen seventy nine season, is really weird. If you look at his baseball reference, he walked one hundred and twenty one times that year. Um, he had he other than a uh, two years where he walked seventy five and eighty nine times, he never had a season even close to that as far as walks go. Yeah, um, that's very bizarre. Like. I don't know. Like before the season, he was just like, "All right, I'm not swinging at any bad pitches this year." Mm-hmm. Um, it's always it's always weird when a guy has like. Like walk numbers that just skyrocket like that he also hit two ninety one that year had a four twenty one o b p like that was a that was a fine season, drove in hundred and twelve runs. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe that I, I don't know if it was like he had like was doing a different kind of cocaine that year or something, but like <laughs> right. his, his his numbers are pretty his numbers are exceptionally good that year or or if like you look at it the other way, maybe he wasn't using as many drugs that year I that, don't know
1: but that, that's probably yeah yeah that's what i was you know that's what you <laughs> would surmise possibly, but um. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Well yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I do remember um, I think we talked about Daryl Porter before on this podcast once, but he you know it's interesting that he started his career on the Brewers, and then he was he, he played on the 1982 St. Louis Cardinals that ultimately beat the Brewers right. in, uh, in the World Series.
1: Yeah, debuted as a 19 year old, um, so yeah. he, he debuted in '71, drafted in 70 uh, out of high school, so um, pretty, that's a pretty quick turnaround for a high school player.
0: Yeah it is. Um uh yeah, so uh, uh that's interesting. He he would certainly um I mean he was born in nineteen fifty two, so uh, you know, he'd probably if he yeah. hadn't had, had some demons, he'd probably probably still be alive today.
1: Yeah, younger than my mom. Um Yeah,
0: yeah. Um and my but dad. we'd probably be able to get his autograph at a brewer's uh at a brewer's winter event. So yeah.
1: Yeah, too bad. So um so that's Daryl Porter and um yeah, you know i Try to. Uh, it's it's nice to get these guys um, from before both of our times. I always just I it's always like I always feel somewhat like incomplete because I feel like, you know, we can give insight on guys from our playing time. Like I know that I know that stupid face that Corey Patterson made when he struck out. Like I'm sure if we knew Daryl Porter, we would know like something like some weird little thing that he did. But uh, but yeah, all, all we can look at are the numbers and the and the, <laughs> the scandalous Wikipedia uh, entries. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Daryl Porter. Yeah.
0: Um, well, Jeremy, uh, should we get to our uh, worst of fame?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I feel like, right. um, this, um, you know, this, this one kind of snuck up on us. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the, the actual hall of fame, uh, inductions happened a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, uh, let's say you, <laughs> maybe we were like waiting this and not that we'd forgot to do the, the worst oh. of fame, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you know, something that I, I – so just to give people a little recap, um, uh, just, just our parameters for this. Are we, try, we try to be similar to the, the regular Hall of Fame um, uh, in that a guy has had to have not played for five years. Uh, so, you know, some of these guys, that doesn't mean retirement. They probably tried to hang on in other places, and they just – they haven't played in the major leagues for five years. So this year was 2017, so we're talking about a new class – of guys who, who are coming into eligibility for this. Um, uh, our first year we did this, uh, It was a, they, they had to have played for a minimum of 10 years, which is also uh, what you have to do to qualify for the Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, the second year, just to have a little bit more of a robust uh, uh, ballot, we, we lowered that to eight years, which we have kept for this year. Um, Jeremy and I each nominated five guys this year, um, and we are each going to get four votes. Uh, so last year there was only one guy who made it, um, so this year, maybe there will be a, a few. Uh, just to give you a recap of who's already made it, it's uh, Jason Marquis, Jeff Supon, Jero- uh Bill Hall. They were the inaugural class, and last year was Jerome Williams. So we have three pitchers and one, one position player. So um, hopefully some position players can make it in this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's yeah, we want to balance out that, uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. So we want to balance that out. (laughs) Um, a few more just notes and tidbits about, um, everything. Uh, number one, uh, we, you know, so we, we, have we've tweaked, uh, the, the, the parameters a couple like, um, from year to year. Um, Jack mentioned like the years of, um, years of uh, service time. Um, we also, um, uh, are increasing our votes this year we get one extra vote. Um, Mm -hmm. no veterans committee this year figured we'd give that one a break, um, for, for one year. Uh, it was actually a pretty deep list, um, of, of new eligible candidates. So it was kind of fun to, to see, to look through that. And, um, you know, I think, I think maybe we'll kind of play it by ear on a, on a year to year basis. Like if the list is a little, um, shorter, maybe we'll have like the, uh, the golden age committee or the fucking uh, Jerry Reinsdorf committee or whatever those goofy (laughs) committees are. Yeah. That's
0: what we should, we should call it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Then it would just only be guys who uh, used to play for the White Sox and now currently like, you know, have a a Joe job within the, uh, uh, the, the front office. Um, But uh, so there's that. Um, We should also say um, as far as the uh, voting goes, um yeah like jack said we each get four votes if a player gets two votes they are in if a player gets one vote they stay on the ballot for next year so that's our version of the five percent rule um and by by way of that rule um last based on last year's voting um chris capuano and bill ripken are both on the roster or on the ballot for this year so we'll terrific um yeah Um,
0: and yeah jeremy that that's in addition to each of our five guys right
1: correct yes so we okay, could have potentially twelve guys on the ballot this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Say those names again one more time for me.
1: Uh, Chris Capuano and Bill Ripkin.
0: Yeah. A, a, right. 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 Okay. Yeah. I remember. I remember Ripkin. Okay. Uh. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well. Um. Uh. Should we we should should we start with the nominees?
1: Yeah, let's do it, Jack. We'll uh we'll alternate uh our picks, I guess here.
0: Yeah, sounds good. I'll go first. So uh, the first guy I chose was uh, starting pitcher Ricky Nolasco.
1: Ooh, very nice, Jack. That's uh, that's good. Um, I took a very close look at Ricky Nolasco, so tell us about him.
0: Sure. Well, uh, so, you know, he sort of falls in this realm of uh, a, a lot of guys who are uh, – you know, pretty comparable to him that are already in the worst of fame. Um, you, you you know you want to talk about why Scott Rowland got in the Hall of Fame. Maybe you never thought of him as a Hall of Famer while he was playing, but you know you look at his, you hold his stats up against some other third baseman who are already in, and they com- they compare favorably. Um, so uh, yeah, the Ricky Nolasco was you know Jeff supon for a, a you know a, a little bit later of a generation. Uh I don't even know that that might be an insult to Jeff Supon. Um Ricky <laughs> Nolasco sucks, man. His uh yeah. his career his career ERA was 4.56 um uh in a in about 1800 in, almost 1900 innings. Um but he had some truly truly dreadful seasons um with Minnesota in 2014 he had a 5.38 ERA in 159 innings. Um 2011 Florida, he gave up 244 hits in 206 innings. Uh, he pitched to a 4.67 ERA. Most of his most of his seasons uh, are an ERA of over 4.5. Um, he had one kind of bloated 6.75 ERA in an abbreviated season. But this guy was just a definition of a, a guy who was just a, a fourth or fifth starter who was just garbage and yep. you would never want on your team. Um, I, I also remember reading something that he's like best friends with John Carlos Stanton. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say this. If... If John Carlos Stanton's life was the show Entourage, Ricky in Alaska would be turtle. That's just <laughs> it just seems like like who he is. Um, also it lists on baseball reference his nickname is as tricky, which obviously must be a reference. Well, I mean, I, I was thinking a reference to like tricky Dick because his name is um, you know I guess I guess Richard. Uh, well, it says Carlos Enrique in Um but but still, whatever. I was thinking of Dick Nixon, but he certainly didn't trick anybody with, with any of his, his pitches. So Yeah, tricky um,
1: Ricky, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, generally just like really low uh, strikeouts to innings pitched. Uh, his whip was uh, 1.327, which is pretty high. Just not a good pitcher. Um, yeah. No. So I was glad you didn't pick him. Um that was actually the guy where I was like yeah Jeremy's definitely going to pick this guy. So uh okay. yeah I'm you know glad he, uh, glad you didn't have him on there. He
1: was a a very tough omission uh from my list. <laughs> he was probably like my sixth guy. So Sure. Um okay. yeah I mean so Ricky Nolasco in the spirit of a guy who I championed a lot last year but failed to remain on the ballot uh Kyle Loesch, um sure. Ricky Nolasco was drafted by the Cubs um yep. in uh 2001 I feel like was was he part of the Matt Clement trade? Maybe he
0: he was part of the he was part of the Juan Pierre trade. I think oh, okay. Um, so it was like him and another guy I'd heard of. Hold on, I'm I'm looking it up here.
1: Uh, yeah, I got it here. Sergio Mitre and yeah. Reynel Pinto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergio yep. Mitre uh, through the um, uh he he pitched he like started the game after the Cubs clinched the pl- uh, a playoff spot in 2003. So he he started oh, wow. like the like irrelevant game. Uh, huh like that year. I, I just remember Mitre from that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so anyway, he's one of those guys who like, I was aware was a cub and, you know, I was like worried that he was going to become like, you know, Lou Brock or something, or like Greg Maddox or something like, just like um, some, some, so even a Dontrell Willis. Um, right. But uh, Dontrell Willis was in the Matt Clement trade. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, as his career went on, I was like, "Eh, you know what? It's okay that the Cubs uh, traded this guy as a prospect. Um, Yeah, trash. I just I look at his numbers and I'm just like, this—he's trash, man. This guy sucked. Uh, I'm trying to think if we saw him pitch. Um, Oh man. I think I might have seen a pitch for, like, the 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 Twins maybe or something. I might have went to, like, a game on my own or something. Uh, sure. Because I, I, I feel like I saw him pitch, like, as an American leaguer, even after the, the Marlins. But, yeah, I just – the ERA is horrible. Um, also, I think, like, uh, the whip is not good. Of all, no. like, the – of all the, like, eligible guys, I think he had the second highest whip. Sure. Um, and uh, – um yeah, it was not good No, nah, maybe not but there was something I don't know like just there was it was not good uh you know um win loss record not great um yeah, yeah so and, uh, yeah
0: and he he made he made 81 million dollars in his career um so Ugh. you know I, get, get me his agent I guess uh yeah and that's the thing about you talk about guys like Daryl Porter or even like uh Ray Burris whose autograph we got a few weeks ago. Like, you know, Ray Burris was probably better than this. Ray Burris was probably 10 times the pitcher that Ricky Nolasco is, but he mm-hmm. didn't make $81 million in his career.
1: No, no. I seem to recall Nolasco signing, like, a, a big contract at some point in his career. But
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, it's a, that's just an insult to all the players who came before them. So, yeah, I think he's a fine candidate for this list.
1: Yeah, I like it for sure. Um cool Jack. Well, um <clears throat> I will go with um and yeah, it'll be interesting to see um who we have here. Um if mm-hmm. we have anybody the same. Um, yep. but I guess in the spirit of Ricky Nolasco, I I will pick my next guy that I went with and uh you know, it's hard to uh I we we picked up a pattern that there were guys connected with maybe the Brewers and the Cubs that that somehow found found their way onto, uh, this list of candidates and I'm, I'm sticking with that same theme. Uh, I'm also looking at this guy's baseball, baseball reference right now. And I see that today is his birthday. So <laughs> happy birthday. Fuck you. I guess. Um, I'm, I'm nominating Scott Feldman.
0: Oh, okay. He, uh, Jeremy, I left him off, but he was my Ricky in Alaska. For okay. you. Um, nice. it was, it was a tough, a tough omission. That is funny. Um, Jeremy, for, for those listeners who don't know, um, Jeremy and I met, uh, doing a show called, uh, Fuck You, I Love You, Goodbye, the Rama Emanuel story. I feel that, uh, you know, what you said was like the sequel to that. Happy Birthday, Fuck You, I think is what, uh, anyway, yeah, but, uh, Scott Feldman, oh, he's, he's Hawaiian, I didn't know that, or he's from Hawaii. Anyway, uh, tell us. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I couldn't I, yeah. yeah he's Scott Feldman does not ring Hawaiian to me not, not no not, no not he must be as, like
0: a, a military brat yeah yeah
1: not as much as like a Shane Victorino you know but flying uh, sure. the, fly, the flying Hawaiian but um, <laughs> this guy was like the uh, the dying Hawaiian <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah <laughs> um, so so yeah Scott Feldman I mean and honestly this guy is just a butt a baseball butt anyway like a baseball butt of the joke anyway because um, I'll, I'll just put in all the context. He started off as a, as a Ranger, pitched 13 seasons in the league, um, a career 443 ERA, um, uh, 78 and 84 career record. Um, he was pretty much bad every year except for the first half of 2013 which, when he was a Cub and then subsequently traded to the Orioles for not only Jake Arrieta but also Pedro Strope. So like yeah. and and like you know I it's not like a, a Brock for Brolio kind of trade, but I mean maybe I it, it isn't quite, but like I there are no Orioles fans out there to even ask, but it's like I wonder what Orioles fans must have been thinking just for years and years seeing Arietta and Strope um, you know contributing to to winning seasons at the Cubs, including a World Series um, and you know the the Orioles had, uh, pretty much like a rental of of uh, Scott Feldman. I don't even think he pitched with them the next year. So
0: No, no, he he was on on Houston the next year. Um yeah, I mean Arietta, the very next uh next season was good in 2014 and then in 2015 he put together like one of the most dominant second halves uh of any pitcher ever. Um yep. so that that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. That was a Theo Epstein trade too, right?
1: Yes, yep, it was. Yep. Um so yeah, I mean uh Wasn't I ge- there
0: a, a catcher involved in that trade too that the Cubs traded away?
1: Yeah, that Steve Clevenger guy. Not to be confused. Oh with right,
0: yeah, and he got cancelled as fuck, I think.
1: Yeah, what what is it with the, the last name Clevenger? <laughs> They'd even they're even spelled <laughs> differently. They're even spelled differently, but they're both butts. They're both pieces of <laughs> POS's. Um so yeah, it's weird. I don't know I don't know what it is. That there's something in the blood that I'm sure they were related somehow and someone just misspelled their name at some point sure. down the family tree and yeah, just some real real uh grade A uh you know, gene pool <laughs> that yeah. people are coming from. <laughs> anyway, um we'll have plenty of time to shit on Mike Clevenger this season, I think. Um well sure. if he if he picks up a baseball that is, but um <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Scott Feldman, I mean, okay. So I don't know. I mean, maybe in 2014 with the Astros, he had a 374 ERA and he was eight and 12. Um, I mean, maybe there at the end, he had some okay numbers, but he wasn't even really starting full-time. Like at some point he started just pitching out of the bullpen. So like, I don't even, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's it's not great overall. Um, and the fact like when you add in, like, you know, we have to, factor in all these different criteria one of them being like the the other end of that area at stroke deal um i feel like that goes on the resume for, for yeah fame
0: yeah no uh uh definitely you have to factor that in jeremy i don't i don't know if you remember um this is a game we both happened to be at but we're at separately uh in 2017 uh he was pitching for the cincinnati reds that was his last season um but we both we both went to that this game i think it was an august game but <laughs> it was that game where the reds hit or the the cubs Hit back to back to back home runs, one of them being Alex Avila. Uh, But I think that Feldman may have given up all three of those home runs.
1: Yes, now that you're mentioning it, uh, that's absolutely correct. Which is just also should be on the resume. That that's bad. Not only was that bad to do as a pitcher, but to do it against your former club, who like you were left in disgrace. Um, It's just bad. I almost feel the more I'm talking about, I'm feeling bad for this guy, but. But, you know, so again, happy birthday, but you're on the, the ballot at least, and we'll see if you get in.
0: Yeah, Christ, he turned 40 today, too. It's kind of hard to believe that he's that young.
1: I know, uh, right?
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a big birthday for him. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Jeremy Good, Scott Feldman. All right, so my next guy, uh, uh, hold on, I'm just typing Feldman's name in here. Wonderful. Okay, my next guy is Steven Drew.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let me let me tell you about that a little bit. Um, first of all, oh God, well, first of all, just his baseball resume, uh, baseball reference picture alone, um, should, should land him in here. Uh, that's, that's a, that is a (laughs) terrible, he,
1: he always looked like a dick. He always looked like an asshole.
0: So I I think part of what Steven drew, uh, is is that there was a lot of hype around both him and his brother, um, JD, uh, I don't remember Tim drew, but, Mm. uh, yeah, you know, JD, he was a first round draft pick. He was drafted 15th. Um, he signed a huge contract, and then he just had some absolutely terrible years yeah. uh, with the with the Yankees. Um, I mean, he hit in 2014. He hit 162 in uh, in 300 at bats. They probably just stopped playing him. In 2015, his next year with the Yankees, he played in 131 games, got over 400 plate appearances. He had 201. Um, two, he had 223 in 2012. Uh, you know, he, he just he'd never hit for a lot of power. Uh, just, just a complete disappointment. Um, I don't feel like he's going to end up in the in the worst of fame, but I, I think he's a good nominee just for uh, just for being a bust. Um him and his brother J D almost uh, you know, they came with so much so much hype. Do you remember that? Do you remember when like oh, the Drew brothers were like a big thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I remember this whole Steven Drew stuff and just I, I it was just at the heart of my fantasy baseball and I'm like I think I might have even had him like as a you know maybe like his fourth or fourth year or fourth or fifth year and i was just like waiting for the for the power i'm like when when's this guy gonna hit to the power that they said he was because right now he kind of fucking sucks
0: yeah yeah no it it wasn't good and he ended up signing a a a pretty big contract too so he made 52 million dollars in his his career but like yeah that 2014 (laughs) season with boston he made over 10 million dollars that year and you know he hit he hit 162 um so yeah, I, like I said, I I don't know that out of all the other good candidates we'll have, I don't think he'll get in. But um, you know, he, he deserves to just have his name on here. Just also, like you said, for no other reason than he he looks like a dick, and his nickname is Dirt.
1: Yeah right. I know what a stupid nickname. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you gotta be, you should be better. Like, like Lenny Dykstra. Like you know, he should be Dirt um, because he was <laughs> actually like getting dirty like because he was doing stuff on the diamond um yeah no i so i guess in 2008 which um now that is not the year that they played uh the 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 play they played the cubs in the playoffs that was 07 but in 08 he he hit 291 and had 21 homers clearly his Mm -hmm. best year um but just like yeah five homers 12 homers 12 homers 15 and then five seven like just trash like just no power whatsoever nope. um and like he was definitely touted as a power guy uh as a second baseman like a middle infielder second baseman and uh just um yeah just a disappointment kind of guy um so yeah i definitely i i support him being on the ballot for sure
0: <laughs> nice um all right who's uh, who's your next guy
1: all right jack well um let's see i'll uh i'll go with a guy that like um, i maybe I feel maybe kind of similar, um, uh, feelings, uh, t- that you have, um, to Stephen Drew. I'm gonna go with a guy who who jumped right out at me right away, and maybe that's why he ended up on my final list. But uh, I have Brandon Moss.
0: Oh yeah, okay, good one, good one. All right.
1: So Brandon Moss, um, was um. You know, it's hard to say what he's really known for. I would guess maybe the A's or the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, he played 11 years in the season, uh, 11 seasons in the big leagues. Um, Played with the, he started with the, uh, the, the Red Sox, uh, played with the, the Pirates, the A's um, briefly with the uh, Cleveland Indians, the Cardinals, and then the Royals Um, hit 160 career homers and a career 237 batting average. Um, but the guy just struck out like so much um, and did not seem to walk enough to like uh, offset that um, a career 766 OPS. Um, and he was like an outfielder. Like I think he might've DH a little bit and played first base. And I just feel like um, just did not like have the, have the numbers that you want at those positions. Um, you know, there he hit double-digit homers in 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 several seasons, but like, uh, just seemed like an underwhelming kind of guy. Um, took him a really took him a long time to get even going, uh, playing. Like, it's kind of interesting looking at some of these guys that like they have like eleven years. Like he he has eleven years, but like his the beginning of his career, he played fifteen games, seventy-nine games. He played 133 but then 17 5 84 and then kind of was like an everyday player at age 29 um so it's almost like a technicality that he got 10 years service time i guess i'm not even sure if those all count i wonder what is like service time uh
0: sure yeah i i think yeah we we were more thinking of it in terms of just did he play in a part of this season right you know he yeah. he gets 10 years um yeah, I mean, uh, when you point that out, he really did take a long time to get going. Um, you know, his first, his first. Uh, let, let me hide the hide the partial rows here. Yeah, his first, mm-hmm. uh, his first five years combined in the major leagues, he had 15 home runs. Um, and that that season where he played 133 games, he got over 400 plate appearances. He only hit seven homers. Then all yeah. of a sudden, he goes to Oakland. So he was playing with Pittsburgh at that time, but he goes to Oakland, which is an equally tough place to hit home runs and now he's hitting 20, 30 home runs a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he never hit less than 20 a- again, except in 2015 when he hit 19. So you kind of wonder, like, I mean, y- you see a guy like that, you're like, what well, did this guy start taking steroids? Right. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. That, you it, know,
0: you makes you wonder.
1: Yeah. It, it definitely, um, it, it, it raises the eyebrow, uh, you know, for sure. Um, and then was just gone after age 33. Um, but like, yeah, like so. His age thirty three season, he uh, he hit twenty two homers, but he hit two oh seven. I mean, that's just yep. like that's just putrid. Um, yeah,
0: and you yeah. meant you mentioned Jeremy that he struck out a lot. Uh, so if you look at his walk to strikeout numbers that year, he he walked thirty seven times, he struck out one hundred twenty eight times. So th- there were a couple seasons where he struck out three times as many times as he walked. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know it's not good. So, um, I just, this is a guy who, like, from my memory, just always seemed kind of like a bum. And uh, yeah, I think he's one of those guys you probably didn't even realize he hit like 25 homers or 22 no. homers. Um, and then you look at his numbers and you see. Um, I, think, I think Brandon Lowe, I was looking at Brandon Lowe's number or Brandon Lau's numbers, mm-hmm. and I think he ended up hitting 31 homers last year. Sure. And I think he missed like a lot of the season last year and I'm like I don't even know how he hit 31 homers last year but he somehow did. Um and I, you know, I just that's kind of like what I was thinking with with Brandon Moss. Just I always remembered him as kind of just a general bum, so that's why sure. he's on my ballot.
0: Yeah, de- definitely a boring guy and as his nickname on Baseball Reference is listed as, as being Moss Dog so <laughs> with, with two Gs. G's. Yeah. So, just yeah. one more one more mark against him. Um, okay. Well, yeah, well, that's a good one. Huh? So we got Brandon Moss for you. Uh, all right. So my, uh, my third guy here, um, you know, this is always fun. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's not hard to, uh, tear down a guy. So this is always, um, always, always a good thing to pick, pick apart guys here. My, uh, my third, um, my third guy in the, on the bracket or the, whatever the ballot is Connor Gillaspie
1: oh nice okay <laughs> yeah nice.
0: um so here we have another guy who's who was drafted in the first round by san francisco uh 37th overall so it must have been like the compensation or, or competitive balance round pick um but he was a first round draft pick uh he was a third baseman so i think that's the important thing here uh mm-hmm. what we're going to be talking about he played for the white Sox uh for for quite a while I, i'd say he's most remembered as a white sock um if he's remembered as anything at all um but his numbers for being a third baseman, specifically his power numbers are just are just putrid. Um twenty fourteen he had over five hundred plate appearances. He only hit seven home runs. Um yeah. you've got to do better than that if you're a if you're a third baseman. Uh twenty thirteen, same deal. Uh over four hundred four hundred fifty plate appearances, only hit thirteen home runs. Um, and then that was like, you know, that thirteen is about twice as many as he ever had. So that seven home run season was his second best. Um Fifteen hundred career plate appearances, uh, fifteen hundred plus thirty-three home runs in his entire career. Like this guy just had no, no power um, as a as a corner infielder. The only thing I remember him for, Jeremy, like the one good thing he ever did is mm-hmm. I think he tripled he tripled against the Cubs in the playoffs.
1: Okay, um, do you remember that, that? That was against like that was high off the wall, if I remember correctly. Like yeah, in a triangle. yeah, yeah. Well, yep. Jack, what he did was um, what he did was he hit that. I believe it was a walk off homer in the. Giants I think it was Giants Mets um wild card game in twenty sixteen to to oh, get God. to get the uh to get the uh, Giants to play the Cubs um in that first round. He like hit like I don't know if it was a walk off homer or like a go ahead homer. Jack, we were watching that game. I don't know if you remember that. But it was <laughs> that's like,
0: funny. I don't I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, we were um it was on ESPN and I think I came over to your house to watch it and like he hit um let me I got the thing up right here. let me just see if I can pull it up real quick if it was a walk off or if it was um uh if it was um like a late inning homer, but they won three nothing. It might have been a top of the ninth kind of situation yeah, sure yeah, it was zero zero into the ninth and then he hit um was it a three run homer um let's see yeah it was a three run homer uh off of jury's familia. To put the Giants okay. up 3-0, and then they won and went ahead to play the Cubs in the next round. And, like, yeah, I do remember that. So, yeah, there was a couple things there. I, I remember that game very well because, like, he hit that homer, um, and it was like Connor Gillespie, Like, what the hell? And, like, we already knew him. I guess we already knew him as a White Sox bum at that point. Um, we'd probably seen him play uh, a couple times as a White Sox bum. Um, I remember I actually, like, you go back and you look at, like, Facebook memories and stuff, and uh, mm. I have some cousins who live out in San Francisco, and are um, White Sox, or I mean, our our Giants fans. Mm. And uh, we were kind of like we weren't trash talking, but we were like kind of like talking back and forth at each other on Facebook. And I said like, I said like, well, if you guys have guys like Connor Gillespie hitting homers for you, I'm kind of worried about the coming <laughs> chances. Um, so yeah, that that line kind of stuck with me. But um, but yeah, like. Uh, that's pretty much what he's known for. But, like, yeah, Jack, it's kind of the uh, Ty Wiggington rule. Um, mm-hmm. I remember you were big on Ty Wiggington for the worst of fame because he was uh, a third baseman pri- prim- primarily. Um, and this guy's numbers don't even – I don't even think they come close to Ty Wiggington. So, um no. Yeah. I, I would say he's probably more known as a giant. but sure. like, uh Just because of that moment. But, like um, – but yeah, like you can't dismiss his years of being a white sock.
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah, just that that alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I had forgotten that this guy was Mister October. But yeah, um, right. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think um, just because of the position, if you, if you take it in that context, uh, a worthy addition.
1: He's like Mister First Half of October. <laughs> which, which <is> not, <laughs> yeah, right. When you say that, that's yeah. not the part that you want to be good at. But um, no. But yeah, that's so. That, yeah, that's a good one, Cole uh, Connor. And you know what another reason why you should be on there is because there was that Cole Gillespie. Cole Gillespie. Yeah, yeah, and then Connor Gillespie. Like so it's just annoying. It's always
0: annoying when guys have similar names.
1: Yes. I th- and those are two weird ones to to have similar names. Um <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so yeah, there you go. Connor Gillespie. All right. Um so we're at two each now at this point? Uh, you uh have, so I that was before. my
0: that was my third guy, so you you need another one now.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna go with, um, I. So you you took a guy Jack who played eight years in the in the bigs. That's um, right. So I'm gonna go with my only guy who appeared in less than ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you have this guy, uh, Jack. But uh, I went with Danny Espinoza.
0: Oh, I don't. Okay, I do not have that guy. This is good. That's
1: uh, we not not any overlap yet except for. Yeah, that'll yeah. make
0: the voting interesting.
1: Yeah, so Danny Espinoza, Jack, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at this guy's numbers lately. Now, here's the thing. When I saw Danny Espinoza's name on the list, I was thinking, like, okay, this guy was, like, a power-hitting second baseman. So, like, you know, I bet, you know, I I just, I just think he, like, probably was, like, a net, like, plus overall just because you don't expect that much power uh, to it, especially after, you know, the letdown of, of Stephen Drew. But um, when you look at his numbers – It's kind of like, you know, I think he hit, okay, so in his second, in his first full year in the league, he hit 21 homers uh, with the Nationals, and I think that that just bought him a career um, for Mm -hmm. for eight more years, at least. Um, He's a career 221 hitter, um, hit 98 homers, um, (laughs) so he averaged uh, 18 homers over 162 games, um but again when you talk about strikeouts he led the league in strikeouts in 2012 with 189 uh hit 247 that year um and just again the the walk numbers were not enough to kind of counterbalance his uh strikeout numbers um nice. and yeah so he had like he hit 21 homers one year 17 another year um then he must have been hurt the year after that only 3 homers hit 158 Um, I mean, the number, yeah, so eight homers, then 13, and then 24 again in 2016, but he only hit two oh nine that year, and then just kind of, like, kind of bounced around in 2017, and that was it. Um, I did see this guy in the minor leagues, I think, in, it must have been 2017, because I think he was in the Tampa Bay system at that point. Okay. Um, um, But, uh, but yeah, uh, just... um, yeah, it's weird. Like I kind of remember him as as having like power, but the power was not really really there, and definitely not there for a long time. And the average was horrible, and the strikeout numbers were atrocious. So yeah, um, yeah.
0: I um I remember we went to a game. I think it was in 2016. Um, we we went to see Max Scherzer pitch. Um, against the uh, it was Nationals versus White Sox. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was 2015 or 2016. But um, James Shields, uh, again, he gave up, like, two or three straight home runs uh, in, like, the first inning. And one <laughs> of them was by Danny Espinosa. I huh. think it must have been 2016. Okay. So that's, that's funny um, that it happened to James Shields, who, who, will, who will be on this list eventually, although I don't think he'll make it. Um, uh, but, yeah, the, the numbers are atrocious. The average is really bad. Uh, 189 strikeouts in 2012 when he le- led the league. Probably should have led the league again in 2016 when he struck out 174 times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who struck out more than that that season. But, uh, yeah, I also remember him for having a very unsightly beard as well. Um, yeah. That was when, when beards were starting to be in vogue uh, uh, in, I was, in baseball.
1: I was going to say that's about the one good thing you could say about him is that he had, like, a big full beard. but like Yeah, just... he had
0: a distinct look.
1: Yeah, it it didn't he didn't earn that look though that's for sure. No,
0: no. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think this guy's definitely a good candidate. Um, I I do remember that maybe his glove work wasn't that bad, but uh, yeah, you're right. Um, there was nothing to show for the offense. Uh, he even tried to hang on. He was in the minor leagues up until 2019. Um, he played in AAA in 2019. He hit 20 home runs uh, and and batted two fifty. Two fifty six, but uh, I guess that wasn't good enough even to get him a look, and they just, you know, who I don't know who the Mets were playing at second base that year Robinson Cano, um, like you know th- this guy couldn't even crack a roster where they didn't have a second baseman, so um, yeah, I think he's he's a gr- he's a great candidate.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find his list of minor league guy minor league teams in 2017 because I'm pretty sure I saw him play um, uh, that year. So uh, yeah, in the
0: uh, but yeah, that's uh, and you know it says here his agent is Scott Boris. So uh, it said previously Boris. Scott Boris. Yes, oh, previously yeah, previously Scott Boris. So maybe Scott Boris fired him.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, he's like, if you hit 180, uh, you get 180 strikeouts again, Espinoza, we're <laughs> dropping you like a bad habit. Um, but yeah, so there you go, Danny Espinoza.
0: All right, I like it. Um, all right, my next guy, Jeremy, is uh, I, I. I would be surprised if this guy was not on your list, but it's it's Mike Pelfrey.
1: Jack, uh, Mike Pelfrey just missed my list.
0: Oh my God! Wow, we have we li- we literally have no overlap. Um, wow. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So first of all, let's just go through some of the raw numbers here. Um, Four sixty eight career ERA in almost fifteen hundred innings. Just garbage. Um, his career record. Now, here's the thing about Ricky Nolasco's record. I'm not going to go back and look at it right now, but I think it was like 114 and 118. So it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, it was close to 500. I feel like a lot of times when, when guys, especially guys who are this average, pitch for long enough, the record tends to be almost 500, just give or right. take a few games. Mike Pelfrey's career <laughs> record is 68 and 103. <laughs> yeah. That's really, really, really far below 500. Most pitchers... You know the the pitchers who are like the winningest pitchers, they're they're all pretty far above 500. But most pitchers who suck, they're they're you're, they're not 35 games under 500. That's that's about as low as I've ever seen.
1: It's pretty um, bad, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you know this. Yes, yeah, sure. So maybe wins and losses, uh, it doesn't mean what it used to. Uh, ultimately, though, like if a pitcher has 20 plus wins, what does that say? It says that every you know every time he takes the ball. His team usually wins, um, whether that was all due to him or uh, diff- other circumstances. You know, it is what it is. But the fact is that most of the time when this guy's team took the ball, it was probably going to be a loss. Um, like <laughs> uh, only, only 40% of the time was it going to be a win. So uh, so that's not good. Um, uh, uh, strikeout numbers are really bad when you look at his innings pitch. So, like, the guy just did not miss bats. Um, I bet hitters just loved facing this guy. Also a first round pick, he was drafted ninth overall out of mm-hmm. Wichita State by the New York Mets. Um, so he was a very high draft pick, and he he pitched on the White Sox in 2017. Yeah, he went three three and twelve with a 5.93 ERA in 120 innings. Jeremy, we probably saw him pitch. I don't remember him being on the White Sox at all.
1: That's what I was going to ask you, Jack. I'm like, do you remember seeing him? Um, because I I don't either, but you'd think yeah he started 21 games appeared in 34 it's like i feel like we there it would have been impossible for us to have not seen him yeah
0: yeah if we, if we go back and look at our box scores i'm sure we must have but i have i have absolutely no recollection of this guy being on the white Sox in 2017 <laughs> it's it's just it's absurd um yeah, it, uh
1: it's not yeah. other than the, for the fact that like we know that the Sox have a track record of having these bum pitchers at the end of their careers. <laughs> so like I wonder if he was like one of the first bum pitchers that they had, and then you know, and then they got Irvin Santana and Ivan Nova, um, right? But yeah, yeah, it's not um, good.
0: Yeah, what a what a what a joke. His 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 whip, his career whip was one point five.
1: Yeah, that's um, really so bad.
0: Letting one yeah for a career letting one and a half guys on base um, uh, per inning. Per inning uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you look at some of the some of the times when he he pitched a lot of innings, like 184 innings in 2009. His WHIP was 1.5, uh, 1.7 in 2016 when he pitched 119 innings for Detroit. So he let almost two guys on base per inning, um, just just awful. Uh, uh, career earnings. So yeah, we said he was a first round draft pick. He was a bonus baby. Uh, his career earnings were 46 million plus dollars. So um, good work if you can get it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like I. Uh, out of the worst of the worst, as far as pitchers go, Mike Pelfrey's got to be right up there.
1: It's crazy. Just I was looking. I I, I hadn't looked at his career earnings uh, prior to to just now, and I saw that, and it's just like, it's just like kind of like heartbreaking to to <laughs> see that a guy of this caliber made forty six million dollars. I mean, yeah, that's just it's kind of sad. A little bit. It makes me feel sad for like the Mark Gentiles of the world out there, like, right, you know that. He it just a couple things breaking a little different, like or there's a difference between him like, you know, uh making forty six million or not, you know. So
0: No, one hundred percent. Yeah, I can't even understand what that kind of money would be like. Um yeah, and Mike Pelfrey it, made it. So, it's it's yeah.
1: enough to make you not care that you were a career, you know uh three like 39 percent winning percentage uh you know as a pitcher um so yeah a uh, couple other things yeah the, the, the first round pick uh is, is a big one his nickname is big pelf which is just like, a <laughs> crap, like that's just a crap nickname um <laughs> he was six seven two forty two he's a yep. big guy um yeah jack I, it's hard for me to explain why he didn't make my list um because the numbers are just – they're really, really bad. Um, yeah. Really, really bad. I feel like he just, like, never was, like, talked about as, like, a bad pitcher. He just somehow maybe even seems to, like, fly under the radar a little bit. And, of course, sure. if you ask, like, a Mets fan or a Twins fan, I'm sure they would disagree. But, like um, – but, yeah, but the fact that he was a ninth overall pick is pretty – That's a that's a very – that makes a very strong case for him, so –
0: Sure. And I mean it goes back to what your uh, Mark Gentile said, which was that like guys who are really high draft picks like that tend to get just tons of chances. Right. Um, he yeah. he also he also was an eye test guy, 67 240 as a pitcher. Um yeah, he's going to get a lot of chances. Yeah, like you said he flew under the radar, um but no more, no longer.
1: <laughs> right. Uh that was the other thing I was going to say too is he was a righty. Like he wasn't even a lefty like that you would sure. think he would get those chances. Um also Scott Boris uh uh, yep prospect too so, so we're gonna have to build our own Scott Boris wing in the worst of them, <laughs> hopefully after yeah, this right. after this season or after this right. uh, class. Um, okay Jack yeah Mike Pelfrey's a good one too I'm glad that you got him on there he was like you know he was right there next to Nelasco for me so it's nice sure. to see that he he made the the ballot ultimately um, all right Jack um, my next guy um, is probably a guy who took um, Mike Pelfrey's spot for me. And it, it it kills me to have to 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 say this guy because um me and him share something very sacred in common um but uh my next nominee for the worst of fame jack is Jeremy Guthrie
0: oh oh yeah okay uh excellent i I took a good long look at him too he was actually gonna be an honorable mention for me um, okay but uh yeah yeah tell tell us about it
1: yeah I mean so Jeremy Guthrie just the numbers um I you know I, I always kind of like Jeremy Guthrie too so it, it kind of hurts me to 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 do this, but, like, uh, just, again, the numbers are just really bad. I mean, maybe he's hurt by the fact that there are so many, that there's multiple guys who are kind of in the same kind of, you know, hemisphere as him in terms of, like, futility. But um, a career 442 um, ERA, a 91-103 and career uh, win-loss record. Now, he spent most of his years on Baltimore, so I think that, like, Ex, uh, explain some of it but he was i think tied for the league lead in losses in two seasons in 09 and 2011 yep. mm-hmm. with 17 losses um actually i
0: think the the uh italics do the, do those mean that he led, oh, the, led the majors
1: that's right that's what that means yeah he led all of baseball so there you go so yeah, yeah that yeah that should not be uh dismissed i uh, led all of baseball in losses twice that's pretty that's mm-hmm. pretty significant. Um, and in those seasons, it, in the, in '09, he had a five Oh four ERA in 33 starts. I mean, that, that's kind of, that's the kind of shit that reminds me of like nineties Cubs baseball, like that sure. badness. Um, so that's pretty horrible. And then on top of everything, at some point he goes to Colorado and just completely gets his brains beat in. He started, sure. uh, he started 15 games for Colorado in 2012 and half a season, um, and went 3 and 9 with a 6.35 ERA. That's right, a 6.35 ERA in Colorado. Um Yep. Yeah, just not good. Um he went to Kansas City and actually did relatively okay for himself. Like that second half of the year, he like got a fucking like, you know, the um he got a, a a reprieve from the state, uh, you know, out of Colorado <laughs> to to Kansas City, and did pitch to a three sixteen ERA. So definitely glad to be out of there. Um, and then had a four oh four a four thirteen, uh, and then wrapped it up with a five ninety five ERA in twenty fifteen for a, for a World Series Royals team. I think I kind of remember him on that team, and I you know I'm pretty sure he didn't make the playoff roster, um, and then was gone for 2016, came back to start one game for the, for the nationals in 2017 and, uh, gave up 10 earned runs in two thirds of an inning. That's pretty Yeah.
0: Sad. I, uh, I, I had to look that game up. Um, it, it would be an interesting episode to do, to be like just last games of guys. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. cause I mean, we did see Jimmy Rollins play his last major league game and he might be in the hall of fame someday. Who knows? But, um, not till his 10th year on the ballot, but, uh, yeah, I, I had to look up what happened in that game, Jeremy. Basically, uh, first of all, do you remember who the twenty seventeen uh, manager of the Nationals was?
1: Oh, would that have been Matt Williams?
0: No, that was it was Dusty, dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. Okay. Yeah, okay. It was Dusty. So that I, that right there should tell you why he was allowed to go two thirds of an inning and give up ten earned runs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was basically just a a, a a bunch of things had to go wrong for the Nationals. Like they were. Guthrie was starting because, like, they just needed a fifth starter and they hadn't needed one all year up to that point. Um, uh, they uh, they were short in their bullpen, like, because their, their bullpen, like, won a bunch of innings the previous night. So they just, they Guthrie just got in a ton of trouble and they just kept trying to just have him get out of the inning and it, it just didn't didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, two-thirds of an inning, uh, six hits, four walks, and and ten, ten earned runs for him in his last outing. It's got to be one of the worst last games ever.
1: Yeah, you would you would have thought that he would have like just begged them to let him go out there one more time just to just to maybe go out on a high note. But uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty rough. Um, aside from just Jeremy Guthrie, like on the field, I remember seeing an interview with him on um, MLB Network, and he like collects shoes, and he had oh, like a pair of like the Marty McFly like uh, you know self lacing Nikes from uh, Back to the Future Two. Um, he had like a whole shoe vault behind him, and um, one of those things where it's like I kind of was like, You're not a great player, like, you know, should you have the shoe collection? And again, he made uh 43 almost 44 million dollars in his career, so yep, he could probably afford the Marty McFly shoes and be that bad, so I don't know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, one more thing about his career he gave up 250 home runs in his, his career, um. That's a lot. So you said he led the league in losses twice. He also led the league in home runs allowed twice. He gave up 35 in 2009. That's a lot of home runs to give up in a season. He gave up 29 in 2015 in a, in a, for the Kansas City Royals. It's not easy to hit homers in Kauffman Stadium. Um, and then there were two other years where he gave up 30 as well. So this guy was just a—batters would just tee off against this guy. Also, if you look at his strikeout numbers as opposed to the innings pitch, like the guy just did not—he he was not a good, uh, good strikeout pitcher. He wasn't fooling anybody up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I, tr- I try to like, you know, I do have a soft spot for like the crafty, like the finesse guys, but he was a righty, and just, um, I don't know, uh, he was a first round pick, also twenty second overall out of Stanford, um, and just, just was not, uh, just not, not uh, commanding or effective or overpowering or anything.
0: No, but well, I guess he did go to Stanford. Um, uh, uh, his Twitter is at the real J guts. So yeah. Let's just, let's just put that out there.
1: <laughs> I seem to recall them like saying that, like, I don't know if that they call him that too, but that's actually the only thing that I, 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 I kind of like that. But again, it's like, you also have to kind of earn some of these things. So I don't know if he, <laughs> although guts guts doesn't seem like a great nickname. It's like, yeah, I guess there's like, you know, brave bravery, but it makes me more think of just like, yeah, just a bunch of like organs and blood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like Ricky uh uh what's his face is called Nails, Lenny dykstra to bring him up again, you know. Just, there was just a guy named Guts. Um yeah. all right, cool. Uh all right, I think I'm on my last guy here. Um yeah. uh I am going to uh my last guy is Ricky Weeks.
1: All right, Jack, thank you. I I was getting worried that you didn't pick him because uh I I had him too. No, he was my last I... guy.
0: Okay, great. So we we both got the same guy here. Um yeah, so uh, uh, I guess just to provide context around the whole pick, um, you know, I will say that Ricky Weeks had a, a couple of good seasons in the middle of his career with the Brewers. But uh, first of all, he was the uh, the a first round pick in two thousand three, but he was drafted second overall. Um, I remember when the Brewers were drafting him. That that's the highest draft pick I think they've ever had, unless they unless they drafted number one at some point, which they may have. I don't have time to look it up right now. But uh, as far as like when I was following the Brewers. That that's the highest they had ever picked. Um, mm-hmm. So they picked this guy, and he uh, he was just a complete. He was supposed to be the uh, a savior of the organization. He was supposed to be one of the one of the core guys that they were going to build around, and like you know he was going to be amazing. Um, picked him out of Southern uh, University, a, uh, an A and M college, uh, and he just he he just never materialized into really really anything. Um, He, I feel like they brought him up too early. He got his first taste of the majors at twenty in two thousand three. So they brought him up a couple months after they drafted him, Um, uh, and and from there it was just he. It it felt like he was always trying to play catch up. He, uh, he never, uh, he was never a good fielder. He was always a black hole. So actually, I would I would compare Keston Hero to him in terms of fielding. Like they just, he was never able to put it together in the field. his power numbers were okay a couple years, uh, 2010 to 2012. He hit three straight seasons of 20 home runs. Um, but like some other guys on the list, like Danny Espinoza, he struck out a ton. Um, his average was was never very good. Uh, he hit .246 for his career, but that, that was not what the Brewers were expecting. 161 home runs for his career, but uh, the, the guy was just a bust um, when you think yeah. about high draft picks. <clears throat> and I, I think... I don't know if you said this about Bill Hall, but you may have also thought it about Ricky Weeks, but like when the Cubs were facing yeah. him, you never really worried that they, that he was going to get a hit against them. Um yep. I don't know yeah it's it just he's just a disappointment and I, f- I feel like uh, now Brewers fans are kind of nostalgic for those those teams, and so I think he's viewed a little bit better, but he was he was not good for most of his career
1: no I yes, I did say that about Bill Hall and I I, am, I th- actually think that we may have projected. <laughs> Ricky weeks uh, sure. you know his his chances of getting into the the worst of fame back then uh, just it was just a matter of time until he was eligible but like um, he uh, yeah I I did I felt like he was almost like an automatic out when uh, he he uh, came up in the lineup um, against the Cubs um, just uh, seemed like yeah I mean just to echo that's how it felt like as an outsider too he seemed like a disappointment kind of guy and um, just struck out way too much, and um, yeah, like uh, the the you know I knew that those numbers were there, but it was kind of the the home run numbers, but like it was kind of just like overall, it just seemed like you know you're they want you to hit for power, that's great, but you also need to hit for average and and you know get it done with the glove too, and it just it just didn't seem like. It definitely did not seem like he did what they wanted. What they drafted him at number two for, so.
0: No, no, and in 2014, um, because they had uh, uh Scooter Jennet, um uh, th- they wanted Weeks to move to left field, and Weeks told them no, uh, so then they just they had nowhere to play him, so he only batted 252 times that year, just because, uh, you know, he he did, he couldn't play um so yeah he 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 wasn't a really a team guy he refused to do uh you know to do something that they asked him so they could get him more at bats it was for his advantage i remember the last home game in 2014 that he was going to play with them they asked him uh you know do you want us to like do something for you and he was like he was like no nah, i don't like fuck that so like it's, <laughs> like it's like it's like all right dude sure like you know glad you enjoyed your time here um so uh yeah, he, he oddly enough, he played on the Mariners Diamondbacks and Rays to end his career in, in three uh uh three straight seasons. So uh yeah, just a just a strange ending to his career too, and a depressing ending in Tampa Bay, which I'm sure no one remembers if you're not a Brewers fan who who is following him. Um <laughs> so yeah, I don't know that he's gonna get voted in, but uh um, you know, I think he should be on the ballot.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um Yeah, so uh I think that rounds out. Um the the new class I guess Jack real quick um we can just kind of recap Chris Capuano I guess maybe I could do it since those those both were my guys from from the previous yeah. year but um Capuano um seventy seven and ninety two career uh, um record four thirty eight ERA um you know some ugly years there with uh, he started off his career kind of promising with the with the Brewers um think he might have had some injury problems um because yeah he was out of the league for uh three whole seasons yeah um, and came back and uh bounced around to some different teams but um never really definitely didn't reclaim um what he had before the injury um so yeah he carries over from last year and then bill ripkin was a, a veterans committee guy who um uh got a vote last year, um, really bad numbers, um, <laughs> over, let's see, over 12 seasons, he hit two forty-seven, twenty 20 home runs for his career. Um, you know, that's unheard of these days. Um, yep. And just, Good uh, Lord. Yeah. And we all know his, uh, you know, the character off the field, uh, uh, had shark sure. face written on his bat. Um, uh he as he claims was a joke but um uh probably it was a joke at his expense i think uh like just and you know he wasn't in on the joke i don't think i think that's the discrepancy with probably what his story is and what the real story is um so you know you feel bad for him because he obviously lived in the shadow of his brother but i don't know he also it seems like he had a choice of being an asshole or not and he chose to be an <laughs> asshole so
0: Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um uh yeah, 100%. Uh so yeah, I actually I am seeing him in a new light now. Um which will be interesting uh when we when we vote. So Yeah. Uh yeah, should we should we get to our our voting now?
1: Yeah, I've been trying to okay. uh kind of narrow down. I, I don't know if you need a moment at all, Jack, to to get your votes uh in order. Sure. Um, but
0: yeah, I uh uh Let's see. I definitely um let's see uh huh. I got two of them here. Okay.
1: Uh yeah, I'm, oof. Okay. I'm also I'm also b- bouncing around a few. Um I'm trying to debate how many of my pick how how many of my votes I want to use. Um cause Sure. If, I mean
0: cause do we do we have the option of only use, using less than 4 votes.
1: We do, Jack, cuz last year you only voted for one guy. <laughs> so
0: That's hilarious. Wow, That's that's some good drama, folks. Um <laughs> Well, hey, you know what? I think I might, the argument I probably made was, uh, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the exclusivity of the BBWAA. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay, yeah. Um, uh, I'll say this, Jeremy. It's easier to stand out as a bad position player than it is – as a bad pitcher than it is a, a bad position player. I feel like just having done this for three years now, the pitchers tend to hang around for a much longer time than the hitters do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's um... – yeah, you can get away with um you know, I don't know like what I feel like what like I feel like um like a 440 ERA is maybe the equivalent of like a 220 batting average. Does that seem fair? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. you know, so like I feel like guys are allowed pitchers are allowed to have like a 440 450 ERA longer than their than batters are allowed to have like a 220 batting average. I don't know.
0: Right. Yes. No, uh yeah, 100%. Um yeah, just being able to eat innings is is more valuable than like you know, probably any guy from AAA could come up and hit 220. Um, not any guy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah. All right. I I think I, I'm pretty satisfied with my uh, with my list here.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm. Ah, man. It's this is tough because there's I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to leave some guys off, and so I'm I'm debating whether I just leave them all off or just throw like a a courtesy one for, for one of these guys. And I'm almost, I'm almost thinking like, should I wait until, uh, the last moment? Um, but, uh, ah, boy. Um, I guess I'll just go, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to throw, okay. I'm going to throw it in there. Okay. So sure.
0: I've, I've voted for four guys just so you, you did.
1: Know. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got four. I got four. All
0: right. Okay. Um, all right, uh, uh, so I, I guess should I go – do you want to run down the list and say if we voted for a guy, or should we just go – let's just maybe just go through the guys we voted for one by one, huh?
1: I think I think let's do that. Just name a name, and then, uh, you know, we'll find out if they get in right away because I'll right. – you know, Yeah.
0: All right, uh, so Jeremy, uh, I'll just name this one right away. Seeing these numbers in a new light, I'm going to vote for Bill Ripken this year.
1: Oh, man. Jack, damn it. I did not vote for Bill Ripken oh, this year.
0: Does that mean that he's going to stay on again?
1: I believe I guess that means he stays on again. We didn't really talk about yeah. that scenario, but you now you've saved him. <laughs> he lives. <laughs> that's awesome. That's,
0: oh, that's great. Well, may who knows? Maybe next year there'll be so many good guys that he'll be he'll be usurped. But uh yeah, I'm looking at those numbers, man. Like nineteen eighty eight, he had five hundred and fifty nine plate appearances. He hit two home runs, walked <laughs> thirty three times, and he hit two oh seven. Like this guy did. He didn't belong in the major leagues. Um, no. Period. Just did not belong there. He was there because of nepotism.
1: Yeah, so, he was uh, the original. He was, you know, he was a nepo baby.
0: Yeah, he was the original nepo baby, as they're <laughs> calling him now. Oh, so, yeah. that's fantastic. All right. Well, he, uh, he, he stays Ooh. on the list for a Damn. year. That's funny. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Well, Jack, I, um, I don't know. I kind of thought this one might be obvious, but I, from your wording, I'm, I'm not so sure. So I, I'm going to throw him out there just because I feel like I thought maybe when there wouldn't be too much drama around it. But, Jack, I voted for Ricky Weeks.
0: Ooh, you know what? I did not vote for Ricky Weeks. Oh, um, man. I guess, yeah, let, that's interesting. Uh, that means he's going to stay on, though, right, if one of yep. us voted for him?
1: Yeah, he, okay, stays yeah on. Uh, he stays on.
0: All right, excellent. Um, Yeah, I mean, so uh, he, he did uh, – He did have some okay stolen base numbers like he stole 132 bases in his career he did hit 246 led the league and hit by pitches for a couple year and ultimately like he was on the first brewer player team uh a brewer playoff team in a generation in 2008 so i mean i do have to give him those things so that's why i didn't vote for him but um you know he is a one-time all-star as well uh but he'll stay on the ballot next year so maybe we'll, we'll see him in a new light
1: okay yeah that's fair that's fair um, all right. Excellent. So far uh no no no, no uh entrance yet. So Jack No entrances.
0: Right? Oh that's gonna be interesting if we don't get anybody in though. That's it that's cool. Uh well could. uh my uh, my second guy that I voted for was Mike Pelfrey.
1: All right, Jack. Bum ba, bum 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 Mike Pelfrey, you are <laughs> in the worst of fame. Congratulations.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That was um oh you vote so you voted for him too?
1: I voted for him, Jack.
0: Excellent. That's that's a good name to have. So one thing I was I was when I was looking at our list of guys who are in here, um, it's a good list. It it really is a, a list of guys who definitely deserve to be there. Um, and this is he is definitely it, out of all the pitchers who have like four fifty some ERAs, he's he he deserves to be there more than some others.
1: Yeah, I think so, Jack. I you know I, he I took him off. He he was he was like a shoe in on my ballot when I first yeah. looked. Then when I looked at more guys, I, I kind of I squeezed him off just just because I didn't like he was not a guy that I thought about a lot during his um, his career. But just looking at the numbers again with you, uh, you know, and hearing hearing your case for him, I was like, this guy deserves a vote. And so that's how he ended up back on my my ballot. And um, yeah, yeah. Now he's in.
0: Great. um, Excellent. So we both got that one. Um, uh, Jeremy, since, since I went with the Pelfrey one, do you want to go for a guy you voted for?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Um, so Jack, I threw a last minute vote for Danny Espinosa. Those, those Oh, strikeout...
0: bump, 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 I voted for him too. Yes.
1: Great. Great. Wow. Jack, I almost did not vote. I, he was the guy I was belaboring. Like, do I, do I throw him in there? Um, Me too. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Well, yeah, I, I it's you know it doesn't matter how you get in just as long as you get in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, Jeremy, I, I was just looking at these numbers again and uh they he sucks, man. Um, yeah. 100 189 strikeouts to 46 walks. Uh here's why his power numbers are good cuz he probably just went up there every single time trying to hit up just hit the ball as as fucking far as he could. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I feel just like yeah, I mean, I I, I wonder too, because I I also I also wonder if he was like you know not a well liked guy in the clubhouse. But yeah, you just look at the, those averages, and it's just like, come on, man, do better. Like, just do better. Like, you know, you I, I don't know. Like this whole talk, and me and you have even had this conversation about like hitting past the shift, and you just want to you just want to say to the batters, hey, stop hitting it into the shift, then. And I know it's harder. It's easier said than done. But you almost want to just look at 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 Espinoza and be like, "Hey, dude, hit better than two nineteen. Just fucking yep. hit better than two nineteen. Like, can you break two fifty? Like, could you hit two fifty? He never hit two fifty. He never hit above two forty eight in his career. It's like, come on, man. We you, we need more from you than this. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah." I, I mean that that's like an Al, Albert Almora thing, you know. Yeah. Like if Almora Al, Al sticks around longer than eighty year, eight years, it's like just just be just be better. You're in the major leagues.
1: Yeah, just find a way. Like it's it's your career depends on it. Like the guy could have lasted more years in the. He could maybe even be playing if the guy could hit for better average. Like he's, he's 30, yeah, he's
0: only thirty. He's only thirty five.
1: Yeah, so, like, dude, like, it's either that or not play anymore. And so, like, now you're not playing anymore. So now you're in the worst of fame, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excellent. Uh, Okay, Uh, well, great. We've we've elected two. Um, uh, So, yeah, let's see. I think this is my fourth and last vote here um, because we already got Pelfrey and Espinosa in. Um, uh, I, I voted for Jeremy Guthrie.
1: Jack, for the first time since the inaugural class, we have 3 guys going into the worst of fame, Jack. I also voted for Jeremy Guthrie.
0: Wow, excellent. Um yeah, man, I saw uh I just looked at all that stuff. Um I saw his home like numbers for home runs allowed, which is terrible. Uh I I listened to the shoe story. Um it just it just all <laughs> added up, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a guy, you know, if he's feeling sad about getting into the worst of fame, he can just go to that shoe vault and just, you know, just have it all washed off of his back because, um, he's, uh, you know, he, he has, at least he has that to go with. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a career of overall futility. Uh, sad to say. Yeah, no,
0: I, I don't think you mentioned this the first time around, but his career record over 13 seasons was 91 and 109. Um, That's really bad. 18 games under 500 for a, a long career like that is uh, is pretty bad.
1: Yeah, and you know he was on bad Orioles teams, but also they were partially bad because of him. You know, it's like yep. he you could you could also be good on a on a bad team, but he was not good. Like you know, in in 09 he had a 504 ERA. That was he contributed to the problem. He was part of the problem. So. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, even in 2011, his ERA was 433. So he was giving up almost four and a half runs a game. Even if the offense is bad, it's like, yeah, dude, you can still contain, you know, you can still contain the other teams. So do
1: your part. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, And yeah, I think that last game, too, um, is just uh, something to behold all all in itself. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay, Yeah. Do you have any votes left?
1: No, that was my last vote, I believe, Jay. Holy
0: shit. Okay, wow. Well, this is a rousing success. So, um, uh, funnily enough, yeah, Bill Ripken and Ricky Weeks, two two infielders, uh, uh, are going to make it next year onto the ballot. Uh, I really do think, like, Bill Ripken is going to be like a Scott Rowland-esque case. You know, his his, his case has just been been built for a number of years, and I I think next year is going to be the year he gets in. I don't know, though. We'll see.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's, that's fair to say, you know, in the real uh, hall of fame, they're so quick to say who's, you know, who's trending upwards, who's trending in the right direction. I'd say Bill Ripken definitely is trending in the right direction. Um, (laughs) You know, he did lose a vote from Mila this year, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and examine his numbers again and know that, uh, know where the momentum is and, you know, we'll see what happens next year.
0: Right. No, absolutely. Um, well uh Jeremy, so the, yeah the, uh, a great success our, our new guys are uh, uh, Mike Pelfrey, Danny Espinoza, and uh, Jeremy Guthrie. um Jeremy, did you have a, a quick note before we before we sign off?
1: Yeah, sure. well, I was gonna say just before we move just close the book on that it's nice to get a position player in there. It is um, yeah,
0: I'm glad we got Espinoza for sure because it's a lot of like garbage pitchers which is which is uh fair but uh you know it's good to get some position players in there too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's, uh, I, I was, I was very conscious of that this year and I, you know, I was trying to get some more position players, um, uh, on my ballot and, um, it shakes out that only one made it, but, uh, I'm glad. Yeah. Anytime we can add one, uh, it's, it's good.
0: Sure. Yeah. I don't wonder if Danny Espinosa's bust is going to include his, his beard. I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, that again. That that'll be the only impressive thing about uh, his, uh, <laughs> his his overall uh, deal. Um, but right. yeah. So uh, yeah. Just to close things out, Jack. I, I had just one funny uh, baseball note. Um, so Jack, I I mentioned uh, at the Cubs convention, um, <clears throat> the first guy that I got, the first autograph guy I got uh, that day outside of the the Cubs hotel was Ethan Roberts. If you remember, Jack. Yeah. Um, that's, I think I'm trying to see how many games he pitched for the Cubs last year. He went down early with, uh, I think it was Tommy John surgery. Um, he they were kind of excited about him coming up. Um, and he did pretty well for himself, like for his first, uh, like like a couple outings in the big leagues. Um, got kind of rocked uh, in some of his like latter outings, so his his numbers didn't end up looking good. Uh, 8.22 ERA over nine games, but I think the first couple outings. He did okay for himself. Um, So he's, yeah, he, he was done after April uh, working his way back. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Jack, but I'm on, I'm in a Facebook group uh, called the real friendly confines and it's basically like a Cubs trading group or buy sell group. So it's cards and memorabilia and whatnot. And um, uh, I've been in the group for a couple months now. And one of the people who's in the group is Ethan Roberts the real Ethan Mm -hmm. Roberts. He's like a card collector and uh, he's in the group. And, um, he, it's kind of annoying because some guys will just tag him in posts and they'll be like, Hey, at Ethan Roberts got this one or something. it's like, leave the fucking guy alone, man. It's like, you're clearly just trying to like connect with him because he's a player and he, he's got better shit to do than reply to your stupid, like tag to post or whatever. um, I will say I was on Facebook a couple like a week ago, I would say, and um, he posted on there uh, something to the effect of like looking to change a few things up in my collection and have a bunch of Seiya Suzuki cards to sell. Um, So he's like, message me if you're interested and um, (laughs) seeing an opportunity for like a legitimate message. And I'm like you know, I'm, I'm trying to collect some Seiya Suzuki cards. I did send him a message and I said, Hey man, hey man I'm, I am looking for a couple of Seio Suzuki cards. And he wrote me back and he sent me like a video of all the cards he had like laid out on a table. And I found one that I was interested in. And, um, uh, I was kind of hoping he would just tell me how much, you know, how much it would cost. But he's like, he's like, yeah, sure thing, man. Like send me an offer. And that's, you never really want to do that. Cause it's just kind of awkward. Cause like you, I, it, it's, 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 it's painful to do just because you don't want to screw yourself, but you know, you're probably going to come across like as a jerk for lowballing the guy. Yeah.
0: If you, if you low the guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of, I tried to like throw out like a reasonable offer, something that I was not, there's probably a little more than I wanted to pay, but, um, I, you know, I'm like, it would be cool to buy a card from Ethan Roberts, I suppose. Sure. So I threw out an offer to him and he, he countered, um, with, with an offer like $5 more than I offered. Um, which seemed kind of like a small, uh, amount to, to kind of counter with. And then I told him like, okay, yeah, that's a little more than I was hoping for. Um, you know, I'll let, uh, let me think about it and get back to you, which seems like a fair, like response. And I was probably sure. gonna end up doing it, and then he just wrote back. He's like, "Well, you know what? I could just do what what I offered originally." So he kind of he kind of caved quickly on me, <laughs> and uh, I ended up buying a card from Ethan Roberts, uh, a really cool Seiya Suzuki card. So it's uh, nice. it's on on its way to me right now. Um, but like we, ex- I sent him money through to his Venmo. He got my address and sent me like a package. So I, I made a transaction with Ethan Roberts, Jack. <laughs>
0: dude, that's fucked up, man. Um, that's, that's awesome. Well, you should, you know, if you get his autograph again, like if we see him outside the stadium, uh, if he's on the Cubs this year, you Mm
1: -hmm. should be like,
0: Hey man, I'm the guy who bought that, uh, say a Suzuki card from you. Like, thanks. You know? Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool, man. And uh, I mean, is that a, is that a card that you'll want to get autographed by Suzuki if you can?
1: Uh, that's a good question. It's actually, it's, it's, it's it's kind of an expensive card, honestly, and like yeah. it's it's a kind of a cool card. Um, uh, I, I probably would want to keep that one like as is. I have another yeah, card sure. of his that I want to get signed. Um, but uh, you know, actually, what would be cool, and maybe I can make this happen for me is I'm I should I should meet Ethan Roberts and be like, hey man, see, here's the thing, fuck, I should have bought a different card from him because I probably could have said like, hey, Ethan, could you get Saya to sign this card? Oh, yeah. And then like meet him back at the at the the parking lot and then like he could hand it off to me or something. But like, yeah, that's uh, you, you, that I just uh, you just, you know, you just uh, planted a, a seed there for me, Jack. I think I might try to, <laughs> you know, I haven't I haven't already inconvenienced this guy enough. And I'm going to ask him to do a favor for me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that might be a way to get, say, his autograph.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I feel like this is this is crossing some type of threshold here. Like <laughs> it is, um, it
1: is. <laughs> yeah, now I've, uh, I've like worked my way into his life now, and like I'm gonna like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're
0: like the the fan or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. that, that that's great though, and it it is funny that he caved. Um, you know, uh, probably doesn't give a shit that much, you know. So yeah, I.
1: It was tough. I didn't want to. I know that I'm a a fucking cheap bastard, like, you know, and like, sure. I, you know, and I, but you know, you still want to like, I wasn't gonna be like, oh, just take whatever price you want. Just, I want to buy it from you. Like I wasn't going to do that. And right, so, right. you know, I, I thought I threw out a pretty decent offer and um, yeah, it just, it was, it was kind of fine. I'm like, I don't want to insult the guy, uh, but like, yeah, it was so that's just the way it turned out. But, but yeah, I have a Ethan Roberts, uh, a card from him coming in the mail.
0: Nice. That's a that's a good story. Um, uh, well, awesome. We're, we're actually by the next time we record uh, pitchers and catchers will probably have reported um, the spring yeah. training uh, because I think that happens. What does that happen on Tuesday? It's usually the Tuesday after the Super Bowl.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's the 15th maybe is the okay year, the so 15th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That,
0: that makes sense. So, yeah
1: yeah or it could be maybe it is the fourteenth maybe the fifteenth is like the um first workout or something so
0: ah yeah yeah um i mean i either way it's it's about a week away, so that's yeah. uh that's exciting um yeah next time we record uh yeah it's it's gonna be in in swing uh
1: another thing well one thing uh uh well, I'll say this. Another thing that's coming up on February fifteenth, Jack, and this is something that you, you might be a little more interested in than previous years. It is a uh, series, uh, series one of uh, twenty twenty three tops comes out.
0: Oh shit! Okay, yeah, so yeah. Um, the new and that, that means just the the new the new packs are going to be coming.
1: Yeah, for C- series one. So cards number one to like three thirty or three fifty, however many they they have. Um, the new design for for twenty twenty three. Um, they'll be out uh, so packs will be in store that day um, so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, you know I'm um, going going to a shop and, and loading up and uh just ripping some packs I might buy a box just because I'm so excited uh, to, to open yeah packs.
0: yeah well that that would be uh, that'd be cool I uh, I actually have Thursday off work so um, yeah I, I don't know you know I might I might drop by there too maybe we can open a, open some packs together or something
1: yeah yeah I think um, yeah we should we should uh, talk about that um, so I'm very excited about that and then of course with uh, spring training starting up we're gonna have our annual uh, uh, spring training invitees uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs already put out a press release of their guys who they have invited. Um, I saw that, uh, just as a quick preview, uh, PJ Higgins, uh, is going to be a spring training invitee, uh, for the diamondbacks. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that he sticks on the roster because I did, I finally bought a card of his, uh, too little, too late, but, uh. Maybe I could get his autograph on a card, um, but uh, but yeah, that there's gonna be a lot of good names on that uh, on that uh, episode, and that's always a fun one uh, to signify yes, the beginning is. of baseball. So yeah, yeah, very excited about that.
0: All right, folks. Uh, well, that is gonna wrap it up for this one. Congrats to our three new uh, uh, Worst of Fame nom- uh, electees, um, yep. and we will we will get at you uh, uh, next time uh, for Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Sikowski.
1: and I'm Jeremy Denisio.
0: We'll see you later.